0: The Alabama Crops Report Podcast, your trusted information source for Alabama agriculture.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alabama Crops Report Podcast. I'm your co-host and extension entomologist, Caitlin Kessheimer.
0: And I'm your co-host and uh, extension economist, Adam Rabinowitz.
1: Hey, Adam. It's been a while since we've been in the studio together. How are you?
0: I'm doing really well, Caitlin. How have you been?
1: Good. Busy getting some corn and other crops in the ground, and things are starting to emerge, and insects are coming out. So uh, I'm a happy camper. And we have a returning guest today. We have Dr. Wendy M. assistant professor and extension economist with responsibilities in agricultural marketing. Welcome to the podcast. Wendium.
2: Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. It's good to have you here, Wendy.
1: So today, we are going to be talking about pre-harvest marketing plans. Now, this is a great time to be talking about it as still some crops are, are getting ready to be planted and well before harvest. And so we'll be covering what is a pre-harvest marketing plan and how you can learn more about implementing them to your operation and I, for one, am excited about this because as a lowly bug person, I know very little about marketing and economics, so glad to have you here, Wendyam.
0: So, Caitlin,
2: why don't we just start with the real basics. Wendyam, what is a pre-harvest marketing plan? Well, a pre-harvest marketing plan is really just trying to design a commitment mechanism to price the crop at different points throughout the growing season. And so, the main basis for this is that Over the course of between planting and harvesting, crop prices tend to fall down. So for instance, corn prices in 15 of the last 21 years, they've been lower in October than they were in May. And so the goal is for farmers to be able to obtain those higher crop prices that are observed in the May through July period as opposed to the post-harvesting period at October.
1: So you mentioned pricing. What are the other key elements of a marketing plan that producers need to be aware of?
2: Well, first thing is you want to be able to price early enough to so you don't lose out on good opportunities. Um, you know, with marketing, we often talk about, you know, the fear, ego, and greed cycle where, you know, we see prices increasing. And so we might be Unwilling to book because they might get even higher, but we might lose out on good prices if they drop later on.
1: Wendy, can you follow up on the the fear, ego, greed cycle? I've never heard that before, and it's kind of intriguing.
2: Oftentimes, we're getting into a market, we see prices rising, and that's where we think, okay, it's it's a good time to invest, or you know, it's a good time to think about if we're selling a crop, we might think, okay, prices are just going to continue to rise. And so we might be afraid to sell because we haven't quite reached the peak yet. But then once we reach the peak, that's where we get into the point where we're thinking, well, you know, we're, we're still okay. Everything's still going to be fine, even if prices start to drop a little bit. And then they drop some more. And then we're acting out of fear. We're like, well, maybe we should sell now. But you never know when those prices have dropped, whether they're going to just bounce back up or they're going to continue to drop um, sure. perpetually.
0: And that actually is Really good picture of what we've been seeing over the last few years because you know a few years ago um, We saw very low prices and then now the last couple of years prices have been coming up Last year we saw really you know record high prices and now we're kind of coming back down again So here we are on kind of that off of that peak and so now it's that big question of you know Will they bounce back up again? Will they continue going down
2: How should farmers make that marketing decision? It is. So, you know, when we don't know what prices are going to do, that's where a pre-harvest marketing plan can really come into play, because instead of just, you know, going by your gut or your feeling of what might happen when, you know, each of the last four years something completely different has happened, you can have a written plan that documents, well, if this happens ahead of time, you're committed to pursuing the strategy you said you would ahead of time.
1: So if I was a farmer and I was going to start to think about making a marketing plan, what type of information do I need to have to effectively carry out and market my crop?
2: So the first thing you would need to know is how much of your crop are you going to market in total? And so a good way to start with that is just thinking, well, what's your actual production history? And then if you have crop insurance, what is your level of coverage? So for instance, if I have 50,000 bushels of soybeans that I plan to harvest this year, and I'm covering, you know, 70% of those with yield protection, then maybe I would say, well, that's a, 35,000 bushels that I can essentially guarantee with crop insurance. And so I might think, okay, I have 35,000 bushels of soybeans that I wanna sell pre-harvest, and then the remaining 15,000 that we expect to get that aren't covered by crop insurance, those I would sell post harvest. So with those thirty five thousand, the second question is what are my pricing objectives? What's the pricing target I'd like to achieve? And so you can look at those based off of historical patterns we've seen, you know, seasonality, a number of different aspects, but They should be things that are realistic. So, you know, in the past or in recent years, we've seen those pricing targets achieved. So that's sort of the maximum price you want to achieve. The second thing is the minimum price you're willing to get. And so that might be based off of aspects like cost of production, um, you know, sort of the minimum amount you can break even. And then the main thing we do with the Pre-harvest marketing plan is we set up a series of pricing dates and quantities. So we might say, well, by March 1st I want to market 10,000 bushels of soybeans and then every three weeks thereafter uh, 5,000 bushels. And so if that date is reached and the pricing objective is ever above your your pricing target, you book, immediately before that date. But if you reach the date and you haven't ever hit your pricing target, the maximum price you'd like to get, but it's above your minimum price, above your cost of production, you just book regardless. So there
0: were a lot of key elements there that go beyond just what is the market price today? or what do I think the market price will be tomorrow? And you mentioned a few things that get into production costs, get into crop insurance, you know, start thinking about kind of your overall picture that affects profitability. What other information do farmers need to know to
2: effectively create that marketing plan? The first step is really knowing your cost of production. And if you don't know it specifically for your car uh, for your farm, at least knowing it for the region in general is a good start. If you have what your cost of production is, then you can say, well, this is the minimum dollar per bushel amount that I'll be able to break even and so you can base your pricing strategies off of there. And then the second thing is just knowing the market conditions, you know, if we're in a period where corn is $4 a bushel and your pricing objectives are at $8 then you're probably not going to realistically hit those and so it's a good time to adjust downwards but then again if we're in a time period like the past couple of years where we've been you know in the $5 to $7 range for corn pricing objectives at $4 might not be getting you as much as you could otherwise and so just keeping in mind those two things and knowing some other marketing tools available to you the one thing I'll mention is a a marketing strategy doesn't necessarily mention specific tools. You know, it could be booking ahead at a grain elevator or, you know, using futures contracts, but just knowing what tools you have at your disposal is another key point.
0: And one way to, to find out what some of those market fundamentals are would be the the WASDE report, as we call it, the World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates that the USDA publishes regularly. Um, and, and the most recent one here in, in May of 2023 has you know shown higher projections for you know yields and and uh, supply for corn and and other row crops in the southeast here and so you know that they're also projecting now lower prices as part of that
1: now once they have these key pieces of information you mentioned some strategies like booking at a grain elevator What other type of marketing strategies are available to crop producers that can help really maximize profits and and create the most effective marketing plan?
2: Really, we're looking at different hedging opportunities, so we might think, well, booking ahead with futures is a good way, um, or um, using futures contracts to hedge price risk is a good way. Um, Looking at the harvest contract and um, buying ahead of time, you know, forward contracting is another opportunity um with a marketing plan you might also have some built-in option strategies where you know you're booking those different price levels but you're also leaving some opportunity for prices to increase um, you know this year where you know maybe prices are projected to decrease might be an opportunity where an options hedge might be in play there but overall you know the types of strategy use isn't as important um when creating a plan, but it's more important when we come to executing that plan later on. So now we're talking futures,
0: options, hedging.
2: Caitlin, how are you feeling here?
1: I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Um, I felt at home when you mentioned the WASI report because it was an acronym, and here at ACES and (laughs) Extension, we love acronyms. But I haven't heard any insects this episode, just lots of uh, (laughs) economics talk, so uh, a little overwhelmed.
2: (laughs) Well, I have good news if you're overwhelmed. We've got a course set up just to... Um, teach you all about the marketing aspects you might want to know. And so this course is on the ACES website. Um, It goes over different marketing strategies and marketing tools available to you. So uh, an in-depth description about futures, options, um, you know, different types of contracts you can enroll in leading up to how some of the main aspects of a pre-harvest marketing plan can be implemented. So, you know, if No worries, no need to fret about marketing because we've got a lot of good information at your disposal.
1: So it sounds like everything we're covering in this short episode in much more depth to really have the, the best information at your disposal to make the best decisions.
0: Yes, exactly. And I'll just say too, it, you know, it, it is easily accessible, um, not just being on the internet, but in terms of the information, the way it's presented there, um, broken down into a number of different segments, and and you know, users can just kind of take it at their own pace, moving through each of these components.
1: Now, this course is available on the Aces website, and we'll link to it with this podcast, so you could find it in um, the episode notes. But what, where else can farmers learn more about marketing plans? and other aspects of, of row crop marketing that might be helpful for twenty twenty three.
2: A great place is the ACES website. You know, we have enterprise budgets for our row crops up there. So when it comes down to finding what the cost of production is for your farm, you know, looking at those enterprise budgets might be a very good starting point. And then you know, we try to put lead uh, market updates up there as well. Um, we also have the Alabama Crops Report newsletter.
1: <laughs> so I know we've talked about enterprise budgets before. Y'all update these every year for every crop based on, on current prices, and, and growers can download them and enter their own input costs to really get a good estimate of what their budget is for that year, correct?
2: Correct, yes. They're, they have um, baseline numbers put in there but then there's we always encourage farmers to adjust those numbers as much as appropriate for their operation
0: because yeah, it is very unique to each operation size or, or even where you are in the state. Uh, they're good estimates. It provides a good framework. Uh, but then you also have to remember to add things like either land rent or or some return on that land. Um, and certainly don't forget looking for some return on your own labor.
1: So I think we've covered quite a bit today. Wendy, is there anything else that you want to touch on on pre-harvest marketing plans that growers need to know going into this season?
2: And, you know, it's just always a good year to have a pre-harvest marketing plan, you know, when we talk about risk management strategies, when it comes to pricing risk, that's a big one we've seen, you know, we've talked about year to year, the patterns of price changes differ. And so having a mechanism in place where you can commit yourself to trying to achieve different pricing targets is always a good way to try to stay in business.
0: So do you want to take out your crystal ball now, NDM, the magic answer of what's going to happen to crop
2: prices this year? Eh, I'll hold off on that. Maybe next year.
1: (laughs) Wise decision. Well, thanks so much for being our our guest, Wendy. Producers can find more on the ACES website as well as as in the Alabama Crops Report newsletter. And if you all have any questions, please feel free to reach out to any of us. Um, Adam and Wendy are your go-to pricing experts. And uh, thanks for listening.
0: The Alabama Crops Report podcast is a production of the Alabama Cooperative Extension System and is sponsored by Alabama Ag Credit.